As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Hey, my name is Rick Renner, and I want to say welcome to Home Group tonight. We're going to return to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to be looking at Abraham, a rich man who didn't even know God, and he heard from God, and it changed his life. (laughs) That's what happens when God speaks to you. It changes your life if you'll embrace what God says and stick with it. You can change your family. You can change your finances. You can change your church. You can change your place of employment. Everything around you can change if you'll hear from God and really get into agreement with it. I say that when you get into alignment with God, it's like you become a pipe or a conduit that becomes clear and God's power begins to flow through you into your environment and it changes everything around you. And tonight we're going to be looking at the example of Abraham. And I want you to have the free download. It's called God's Hall of Faith. It's 10 lessons and it's huge. It is quite a banquet that we just lay on the table for you. And all you have to do is go to renner.org and you can download yours right on the homepage. And while you're there, you ought to order the whole series because this series is in depth. Now on Home Group, we have a lot of conversation. But in this, it's line upon line, verse upon verse. I just put it on the table for you. It will thrill you when you see that you can also be in God's hall of faith. And if you need prayer, please remember that we're here for you. That is not just a trite statement. My friends, I mean, we are here for you. We will really pray for you if you'll ask us to pray. So you can write to us, prayer at renner.org or call us 1-800-742-5593. If you have to leave a message, we'll call you back. We want to really pray with you. But Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. And I want to say, if you are a partner with us, Thank you so much for partnering with us because we really are getting the word of God all over this world. And you are a part of that through your giving. Thank you so much. Hey, Paul, welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the home group. I'm glad that we can be together. And I'm so glad that we're talking about faith. Talking about faith is encouraging. These programs or these home groups have encouraged me. I hope they've encouraged you. Please let us know if these home groups have encouraged you this week. And we have for you today a special offer for Sparkling Gems number one and Sparkling Gems number two. These are pretty cool books, and they're very, very practical. Although they're big, these are not the kind of books that you actually sit down and read through from beginning to end. These are the type of books that you read a little bit at a time. Now, some people who are like very committed readers may get through this book in one year, but it may take you a few years to get through it because you open it up and read one day at a time. For instance, I just opened up to page 616, which is specifically written for August 22nd. You can beat any temptations. I'm sure that you need that encouragement or you will need it on August 22nd. And the same thing goes for Sparkling Gems number two. If you've already read through number one, you definitely need number two. Thank you, Paul Renner. Hey, Maxine, welcome. I'm happy to be here. I'm so thankful for this talk that thank you for explaining to us that the history of a mankind is being formed or shaped by the people that received Rhema word from God. That's the truth. The history of a mankind is shaped by the people 
that God speaks to. Amen. Thank you for explaining this. Amen. You know, I think about our family. You know, you said last night that the word rhema sometimes is translated as the word event. And we were kind of laughing. It's so wonderful that when you receive a word from God, it becomes an event. Well, God spoke to me and told me to move my family to the Soviet Union. Well, it became a major event, not just in our life. It became an event for hundreds and thousands of lives and even millions of TV millions. viewers. Tens of millions. I mean, it, it, it became an event, but it began with a word. And you know, I could have walked away from it, and we've had many opportunities through the years to be discouraged, but we know what God said, so we stick with what God said. Faith is unbendable. It's unbreakable. Faith never surrenders. It never surrenders. And honestly, if you look at the stories of great people that have done amazing things, if you dig very deep, often they are people with real flaws in their life. We're going to look at an example tonight, Abraham. But they have a tenacity about them that just says, you know, I don't care about my personal issues. I know what God said, and I'm going to do what God said. Mm -hmm. God works through people who have a tenacious kind of faith. And let's go back to Hebrews 11, verse 6. It says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to read to you about this word rewarder. The Greek word denotes being reimbursed for an expense. A person is paid out of his own pocket to get a job done. I like that so much. It depicts one who pays, rewards, or gives what one has coming to him, a paymaster. And here's what you find. When you get into agreement with God and with what God has promised, and when you stay in the place where he told you to be and do what he said to do, God becomes your paymaster. And God shows up in your life to bring you what he promised. And the first person that we've looked at this week was Enoch. And Enoch had a word from God. Before he was translated, the Bible says, he had a word that he would never see death. He spoke it. He declared it. He confessed it. We don't know how long he stood on that word. The Bible doesn't tell us. Mm -hmm. But a day came when God said, payday is here. I'm taking you home. He never saw death. Then we saw the example of Noah. What an amazing story about Noah. Built that ark for nearly 100 years. Stood by that word against a jeering, sneering society. We don't know what Mrs. Noah said or how many times his son said, Dad, are you sure this is right? Noah had so many opportunities to move out of his assignment, walk away from it. But you know, really, if you think about it, you get to a certain point in your walk of faith when you've invested too much to walk away. What if Noah had walked away after building the ark for 95 years? There was that boat. He'd invested too much to walk away. And likewise, when you've given yourself to what God's asked you to do, there comes a point when it's just too expensive to walk away. You need to stick with what God's told you to do. Payday's coming. It's going to show up. And tonight we're going to look at the example of Abraham. So let's go there. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Mm -hmm. By faith, Abraham. What kind of faith? Unbendable, unbreakable, a faith that never surrenders, never lets go. Abraham, when he was called, everybody say called, called, to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out not knowing whither he went. But notice, first of all, it begins with the word what? Called. God spoke to Abraham. It all begins with individuals 
who hear something. It's the word rhema. Maxine pointed out last night. When you get a word from God, it creates an event in your life. I just love that. A real event. And Abraham was called. This word called means to call, to invite, or to summon. It depicts a summoning that requires the hearer to respond, which means Abraham could have walked away from it, but Abraham knew now something had happened. God had spoken to him. He was a called man, and it changed his life. And the scripture adds, he was called to go out into a place. The word place is the Greek word topos. It describes a real geographical location. God literally said, Abraham, there is a specific place where I want you to be. I'm calling you to that place. Now, the problem is God didn't tell him where it was. Isn't that amazing? And likewise, when God calls you, he doesn't always explain everything to you. Sometimes you just got to get moving in the right direction. It's like when God called our family to the Soviet Union, I thought we were coming here for one year. God knew all along it was for longer than that. He just didn't reveal the, reveal the whole picture until we got here. Mm-hmm. When we got here, we realized, you know what, this is bigger than we thought. And sometimes the will of God is revealed to you as you take one step at a time. Why should God reveal the next step to you if you're not willing to take this step right now? When you take this step, God will show you the next step. Sometimes you just got to take it one step at a time, Paul. That's the way he works. And when we're looking at... <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11, and we see by faith, by faith, by faith. These are not isolated events. This is not just once in the history of of mankind that God did something through Noah, or once he did something through Abraham, or once he did something through other people that are mentioned here. These are not isolated events. This happened over and over and over again, and it's still happening today. If you stand by the word of God that God has given specifically to you about your life, about your family, about your future, then you can change the course of events in your life. And the Bible says Abraham obeyed. Mm -hmm. Well, he had the opportunity to Disobey. disobey, but he obeyed. What does it mean to obey? Well, it means to hear. And to do what you hear. It's the Greek word hupokuo. The word hupo means to be under. The first part of obedience is being in submission. The word akuo is where you get the word acoustics. It means I hear. You can't obey until first of all you align yourself under the one speaking to you. So the very fact that Abraham obeyed meant that he said, okay, God, I'm going to hupo. I'm going to get under you. I'm going I'm to fall under you. And my friend, there's not a better place to be than under the shadow of the Almighty. And under that submissive position to God, he began to carry out everything God told him to do explicitly. It really means one in a subservient position who hears and obeys what is being said to him by his superior. Being under authority, listening and carrying out instructions the use of the word hupoku in this verse, translated as the word obeyed, lets us know that Abraham first listened to God and then submitted to his authority and carried out his instructions. And the same is required of you. If you're going to discover God's assignment for your life, you need to open your ears. And once you hear God's instructions, then you need to submit to his authority and do what he has asked you to do even if it doesn't make sense to you. In fact, when you read Hebrews 12, verse 1, I'm sorry, Genesis 12, verse 1, we find the story. And in Genesis 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, 
from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Then in verses 2 to 4, God said, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed and did as the Lord had spoken unto him. Naturally speaking, this was nonsense. Abram was a very successful man in Ur of the Chaldees, very rich, married to a very pampered wife. They were living in the lap of luxury, and physically, neither one of them had the ability to produce children. And now, Abram meets God. And we know all about his first encounter with God from Acts chapter 7, where Stephen is preaching, and Stephen fills us in. And Stephen says in verses 2 and 3, Men and brethren and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abram when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land that I will show thee. We even know about his conversion because the word appeared describes something that suddenly comes into manifestation. I can just imagine Abram was out somewhere and suddenly he found himself enwrapped in some kind of a fog or a smoke. It was the glory of God. And the voice of God came booming out of that glory and said, I'm calling you. And we know something else that happened because Galatians 3 verse 8 says, as the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached the gospel unto Abraham. Abraham was the first person to hear the gospel. Isn't that amazing? God's always had a plan. So here was Abraham, Abram, a pagan, a rich man, with a pampered wife living in the lap of luxury, neither one of them able to produce children, finds himself suddenly in a cloud, cloud of glory, the voice of God booming out of the cloud, saying, get out of your land, you and your wife, leave your family, and come into a land that I will show you. Didn't tell him where it was. I'll show you. Just got to get moving. I'll show it to you. And while he was in that cloud, he heard the gospel being preached unto him. Now he had to come home and tell Sarai that they were going to move. I'm sure she said, who spoke to you? What God talked to you? What did he say to do? What do you mean have children? We're not able to have children. Immediately from the very outset, there would have been negative voices to talk him out of it. He had to come into agreement with God. He had to get in a place of faith and say, I'm never going to move from this place of faith. And that's not all. Look at Hebrews 11.8. By faith, Abram, <coughs> when he was called to go out into a place which he should re receive after as an inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing <laughs> He didn't know where he was going. All he could see was the first step. And sometimes that's the way it is when you obey the Lord. You can just see your first step, not knowing whither he went. But notice he went out not knowing. You don't have to have all the answers when God speaks to you. You just have to know what God is speaking to you right now. Paul, I'm thinking about our building program in Moscow. My goodness, God told me that we were to do a building. That was the word. That was the word. And sometimes it seemed like we were being led by this. But you know what? Every nook along the way, we made money. We were blessed. I mean, sometimes we couldn't see 
three feet in front of us, but we could see the next step in front of us, and that's all you're required to take. Okay. If and, you see more, it's a blessing. But hey, God will tell you what you need to know. And he went out not knowing where he went. I have been in that situation several times. You, you go out, you, you, you do something in faith, you're doing it because the Lord told you to do it. But when someone says, what are you doing? All you can basically say is, I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. Well, what did he tell you to do? I don't have very many details right now. I don't have all the answers. All I know is I'm supposed to begin. And in time, you'll see that the details kind of begin to come in focus and you'll understand what you need to do or what's expected of you as time goes on. But you don't want to leave that place of faith. But you know, Abraham's called the father of faith. He really demonstrates the life of faith to us. Mm -hmm. And the next step wasn't revealed to Abraham until he took the step that was required of him at the moment. And there's something else in chapter 11, verse 9. It says, by faith, <laughs> now listen to this. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. The word sojourned means to live outside the house, to live on the street. They lived like Bedouins. Mm -hmm. Now here they were living in Ur of the Chaldees, probably in a palace, rich people in the lap of luxury, Sarai, his wife, a very pampered woman. Finally, they have children and that by faith, they sojourned. By faith, they lived on the street. By faith, they had no temporary place. In fact, the Bible says, as in a strange country, an unfamiliar, unnatural land, a little bit weird, was very weird where they were, dwelling in tabernacles. The Greek word means settling down, becoming a permanent residence in... Tents. Tents. They lived in tents. Now, I wonder how his wife felt about that. Now, regardless of how elaborate you may think their tents were, they were still tents. While other people were living in walled <laughs> cities, they were living in tents. Just traveling like nomads. They were nomads. Trying to find the place where God was calling them to be. And the Bible says they did it by faith. By faith, they sojourned. Why? Because they had the opportunity to go home. They could have gone home mm -hmm. at any moment. They could have turned around and gone back to Earth the Chaldees. But by faith, what does it mean? Not budging, not surrendering, never letting go. They were bound and determined. We're not leaving this place where God called us, even if it means we're wandering around and living in tents for the rest of our life. We're not going to abandon where God has called us. Wow. He had lived about 75 years of his life in Ur of the Chaldees when God spoke to him. Isn't that amazing? <clears throat> the remaining 100 or so years of his life, he lived in tents. That's amazing. It is certainly possible that as he wandered around waiting to inherit the promised land, he had thoughts about returning to his luxurious life. Perhaps Sarah asked him a time or two, are you absolutely sure that God spoke to you? You know, when you read the story of Sarah, I think she was probably not the easiest woman to deal with. And Abraham probably wasn't the easiest man to deal with. They were both very flawed individuals. She laughed at God. He 
seemed sometimes so flighty and unstable. I mean, they were quite a pair. But God called them. And they are called the father and mother of faith. Paul? Amazing that their mistakes did not disqualify them. But it's their faith that kept them in the race. You know, I say that if Abraham were alive today, if you look at the mistakes that Abraham made, he told Sarah to sleep with the Pharaoh of Egypt. What kind of a man would do that? He slept with Hagar, was not his wife, had a child out of wedlock. God would tell him one thing, he would mess it up and add his own interpretation to it. They wandered just like this, like this, like this. I doubt if Abraham, based on his reputation, if he were alive today, would be allowed to be a deacon in any church. People would say, he is totally disqualified. But he wasn't disqualified with God because the one thing that was good about Abraham is he wouldn't let go. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't let go of what God said to him. And he became the father of faith. That encourages me. hope it encourages you. If you'll just hang on to what God has said to you and stick with it, you're qualified. Yeah, you may have issues. Who doesn't have issues? Just stick with what God has told you to do and listen to what else the Bible says. Listen to this. Hebrews 11, verse 10. The Bible says, He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. In spite of famines, in spite of harsh desert conditions, wars with enemies, his own self-inflicted mistakes, Abraham refused to walk away from what God said to him. And today, by faith, we're all the children of Abraham. Denise? I'm just thinking about this verse, verse 10. It says, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He didn't lose sight of what it was that he was going for, even though he couldn't see it, running around in these tents, the desert, no children. But he, he didn't lose sight. He was waiting for that city. And it's so important that we keep our vision in front of us, that we not let our disappointments or hardships or, but to keep that in front of us. What is it, God? Why, God, why is it I'm doing this? Why am I doing this, God? Oh, yeah, God. It's because of what you said to me. And, and it's so powerful. I remember, I remember Rick, you know, that when we would talk to people who were called to the mission field and we would say to them, there's one really important thing that will hold you in your place. Remember your calling. Yeah. Remember that this is what God said. Amen. And it'll, you know, it, will, it will make you stand on that firm rock, that firm foundation that, yes, that is why I'm doing this. Amen. That's so good. Thank you, Denise. Well, remember, we want you to get the download, God's Hall of Faith. Just go to renner.org. Just download it right there. Please do that. We did it for you. This is Friday night. We know you've got a big weekend ahead of you, but when we come back on Monday, we're going to pick up right here more on God's Hall of Faith, and we're going to see about Moses. We're going to see about Gideon, so many characters, 
and even unnamed heroes Mm -hmm. in Hebrews chapter 11. Who are those unnamed heroes? I'm going to tell you who they are. It's going to be really good. But we're praying for you. And if you need specific prayer, contact us. Just write to us, prayer at renner.org. Or call us 1-800-742-5593. The moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to pray for you. Have a wonderful weekend. Sleep well. And we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.